Have you ever had the urge to create something from scratch or to be an entrepreneur? Find out as we talk to a successful nurse entrepreneur. Hello from sunny Austin, Texas, and welcome to the Healthcare Soothsayer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, and yes, I'm a nurse. I have worked for more than 30 years as a nurse, chief nurse executive, innovation strategist, and speaker. I have taken the message of Nursing Innovation International and look forward to continuing this message to transform health. This podcast will bring you thought leaders and ideas that you may not have otherwise heard from. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Soothsayers. Our guest today is Kara Lunsford, founder and CEO of Holly Blue. And shall I say, Kara is also a nurse. Kara, I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me, Bonnie. I really appreciate it. I have been a nurse for 15 years and started out in pediatric oncology. I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I am four generations Los Angeles also. So the cold was brought out a long time ago. (laughs) Um, And I started out in pediatric oncology at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, uh, where I experienced a lot of, of burnout, which is what a lot of nurses are feeling today. True. And true. moved into a lot of other areas of nursing um, from home health, hospice, administration. I was a DON. And, and now I am the CEO and founder of Holly Blue, which is a community for nurses. It's a technology and a community for nurses. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, Carrie, you know, healthcare is at a pivotal, pivotal time. And I would say nursing is in a state of chaos. We're in a place that we've never seen such high turnover rates and attrition rates. People are leaving left and right. And it's a concern. It it worries me. These are our people and it, it scares me for the future unless we can take this moment of disruption and do something really transformative and positive with it. Talk a little bit about Holly Blue and how you guys make an impact and, and what is it you can do to help us? Sure. To what you're saying, it is absolutely a scary time uh, for healthcare. Um, <laughs> I oftentimes tell people, boy, I wouldn't want to be in the hospital as a patient these days <laughs> because it is, it's, it's slim pickings, you know. We've got new nurses in there, and they don't have the mentors that they that they need. The older, more seasoned nurses are fed up uh, with the conditions that they've been working in, and the lack of appreciation, and and it just being an overall unsustainable workforce, right? So uh, profession, and so one of the things that that my company is is really laser focused on is how can we raise the bar? How can we educate these facilities, these hospitals, so that they are aware of the changes that can be made? Oftentimes, you know, we hear hospitals say, well, oh, you know, these nurses, they just want more money. They want more money. They want more money. Well, that's not true. 
That's oftentimes not the case at all. And so what we're trying to do now is we're actually creating like awards um, and we're actually giving away one of our very, very first awards uh, to a hospital out in the Midwest. I'm not going to say who they are because we haven't announced them yet, but they were nominated by the nurses, by hundreds of nurses in their hospital. They were nominated for this award. And I'm hoping that when we start to share the information that we received and the data that we received, that we're going to be able to educate these other facilities and say, this is why this facility has great retention. This is why this facility is not suffering the same way that a lot mm. of other facilities are suffering. And here are some of the things you can do that do not cost a lot of money. Wow, Here's it's almost it. like a reverse DAISY award. So the nurses give it to the organization. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Wow. And, and, and what we found when we were in the process of these nominations is that the hospitals, when they became aware that they had been nominated, they were so excited, you know, about the potential for great press, you know, and, and, you know, being able to get their name out there and their reputation and being able to spread the word and hopefully be able to get more people who want to come and work for their facility just because they have this great reputation. Right. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So it's been a really exciting time for us, which is why, you know, we're more than just a piece of technology. We're really trying to create a movement and we're really, you know, our, our vision is an, is a world where empowered nurses transform healthcare. So that's like really our vision. And so by bringing nurses together and then basically saying to these hospitals and these facilities, look, you know, we want you to do better. Okay. We want to give you the opportunity to do better. So we're going to basically give you some benchmarks, you know, that you can hit. And for sure, we feel like you're going to see better retention rates. And you said this is the first one of these awards. Is that right? Very first one that we've ever, we've ever done. Now is the, you, is the organization aware? Is that what you said? So they're aware they've been nominated. How did they, what did they think? I mean, I, I'm curious to know what a hospital perceives when their staff say, we think you're so good, so cool, so honest, such advocates that we want to recognize you. They were floored. They were Whoa. absolutely floored. And so part of what they will win, you know, uh, they get the, they get an actual award. You know, we actually have an award that's made. But in addition to that, we do a lot of press, a lot of PR, a lot of media around it. And in addition to that, we've partnered with a couple of like companies like Oculus and Supernatural, where uh, we are going to actually be putting those those things inside of their resiliency rooms. How cool! Um, yeah, I love so, this. Yeah, so so like the the staff will be able to take advantage of the VR technology and and be able to kind of 
really escape for like 10, 15 minutes during their break. Uh, so, so we're going to be doing a lot of stuff like that. Wow. That's so awesome. So can, I'm just really trying to wrap my brain around this. I mean, how this would feel to be a nurse that works in a place that you feel so supported, because I got to tell you with the, the contacts that I make and, and the regular conversations that I have literally all over the country, CNOs are, are very concerned, you know, very worried. And I, I would, I would say that even in talking to um, staff nurses, I'm getting the opposite of what you just shared. I'm getting, I don't think my organization gets it. I don't think they understand. I don't think, you know, giving us pizza and yoga it doesn't do anything to make me want to stay here any longer. Right. Absolutely. And and I, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, spoiler alert is that the hospital that is winning this award, one of the major reasons why the nurses uh, nominated this hospital was because the CEO and the CNO came down and did bed baths and vital signs during COVID. Oh my God, what rock stars. They're my new idols. That's amazing. I know. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg. When my team went on to read the entire nomination, which was lengthy because there was so many people who wanted to give testimonials about why they continue to work there, why they love where they work. Um, It was it was inspiring to say the least and hopeful. Like I had started to lose hope that there were any facilities or hospitals out there that, that, that got it, that really got it. Well, and you know what, what this, what this says is that contrary to what we hear, which is that it's about money. It isn't all about money. It's about a good work environment, and and certainly pay is an element. Staffing and resources are a big element, but also being treated like a person, being treated with respect, being appreciated, being valued to the point that when you're working your butts off and you guys are drowning and the executives come help, there's nothing that acknowledges your worth and your value more than that, because that says... I'm not, I'm not on a pedestal. I'm not above you. I'm one of you and I want to help you. Right. Right. And I had actually been saying for a while before we got this nomination, I had been saying, God, you know what? I want to do a program where CEOs shadow a nurse for two days, you know, and, and basically, you know, you get to take a break when I get to take a break. And if I don't take a break, I'm going to explain to you why I'm not taking a break yet. Yeah, it's a real different experience when you shadow. Um, many years ago, when I was a chief nursing officer, I actually had our executive team shadow nurses for between two and four hours. And we did it at the time during Nurses Week. And you know, it's sometimes difficult to even get um, executive teams to participate in that way. But those that did, had their eyes opened about how every little process feels like it's stacked against you when you're the bedside nurse because there are glitches and hiccups with 
everything everywhere, every day, every shift. Yep. And it's hard. You're, you get tired. You're running around, your back hurts, your feet hurt. You got to pee, you got to take a drink. And none of that's something you can do. <laughs> so yeah. it's really very eye-opening. I love that idea. You know, and I, I, I go back to like a time when I was at the bedside and, and I think a lot of times administrators don't realize how policies that feel as though they are far removed from the nurse impact the nurse every day. And, and to that, I will say, I had an experience where somebody had made a policy that if you were under the age of six, you were only allowed to have two chicken strips. Two, you were only allowed to order two chicken strips. So two chicken strips would come with your meal. That seems like one of those ridiculous man-made rules someone thought was a good idea. Yeah, someone decided we'll save money. I, I'm not sure. And I had a patient who had not eaten in a week, had had mucositis, who, you know, finally was hungry. And this kid was, you know, a, a five-year-old, you know, could easily eat four or five, you know, chicken strips and, and ordered, you know, basically a six piece of, of chicken strips. And I, it took, I'm not kidding you, it took almost 45 minutes out of my day arguing with dietary downstairs about how I could get more than two chicken strips. Oh boy. And like, these are classic examples that if you're not there and you're not working the day to day with these nurses, or at least giving them a seat at the table, right. And listening to them when they say, look, these are problematic. These types of policies are problematic because it affects how I do my job on a day-to-day -day basis. That's awesome. And, and I love that you guys are in the space to help make an impact to improve this for nurses. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel so fortunate. You know, we, we started out in this kind of area of technology, you know, with the idea of just bringing people together, right? Like, okay, if we, if we come together, we're stronger together than we are apart and we can provide you with resources and support and advocacy and all of this. And, you know, what we've kind of pivoted towards in a way is really, you know, going into these facilities and in a very positive and empowering way. So not punitive, right? Like, you know, we're not there to go in and say like what you're doing wrong, right? We're there to showcase what facilities are doing right so that other facilities can model, you know, can, can follow in, in that, in, in that fashion. That's awesome. So how are you able to kind of measure your impact or get a sense of what, how much good you're, you're doing through Holly Blue? I think that that's, I think that that will be seen in time. You know, I think we're still a very early company. Uh, we're, you know, this is still the the first award of of many, many, many other awards to come. And I I have partnered up with a company called Feed Trail. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they are a real time insights platform into patient and employee engagement. Um, I actually 
very serendipitously sat next to the CEO on a plane flight uh, to North Carolina. And uh, we that's how we met. And we were actually, we did the very first like nationwide nurse survey during COVID, which we got a lot of press about. And so he has been instrumental in helping us to gauge, you know, how, uh, how well, you know, our efforts are being kind of reflected in, in, you know, kind of positive data and change and, and all of that. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You moved, you explained at the beginning of this, you really were a, into peds onk, I think. And tell us a little bit about what prompted you to get into technology or to want to take maybe what was in your head and translate it into something that was um, so actionable you created a company. You know, it's it's funny how it it started out probably, you know, back when I was at the tail end of my time at, at Children's Hospital, we were doing the supportive care committee. And it was just a floor-wide, you know, uh, four west, four east, bone marrow transplant kind of committee. Uh, and and it was really hyper focused on helping nurses uh sustain the profession and using therapy and using wellness and uh, retreats and all kinds of things. And I think at that time I thought, man, what would this be like if we were able to just reach so many more people? You know, like this is a great example of how technology, you know, can really help you bring people together. And, And I think it was just kind of like, a, a small little uh, glimmer in my eye, you know, <laughs> back then. And and then I went into administration and I actually started thinking about technology because I was having to staff nurses and I was looking for nurses and I kept joking, oh my gosh, there must be a watering hole for nurses somewhere. Where's the watering hole? <laughs> like, don't they all congregate somewhere? And and so I found myself posting on, on Facebook and I said, you know, does anyone know of, of a Korean speaking nurse uh, that does oncology that lives near City of Hope? And I was basically like doing like an ad, you know, just on my personal Facebook. Right. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, I can't believe that I can't. Surely something already exists, right? Surely there must be something better than this. And I looked around and there was nothing. There was just no way for, even if I went to LinkedIn, I, I couldn't find the specialty. I couldn't find if somebody spoke a language. I couldn't find like, it, there. it just wasn't all there, right? And I thought, you know what, this this could be so much better. And and I had wanted to bring nurses together for a long time for a variety of reasons. And I was like, you know what, let's let's try to work this out and see if we can really create a community um, of for nurses with a really uh, professional resume that highlights their specialties, their um, their proficiencies, their licenses, their certifications, 
their, the languages that they speak, let's have something very robust that they can use when they're going out to look for a job or when other people are looking for someone of, of their caliber. And so that's actually something that we included in Holly Blue was this uh, very professional resume feature that speaks purely to nurses. So essentially you've pulled together several different pieces. So you talked about creating kind of the water cooler for nurses. I'm, I'm curious. So you mentioned the first piece. I'm going to let you share with us kind of the other components you pulled in because it starts to give us a sense of how rich this is as a resource. Sure. Yeah. So, so we kind of, <laughs> when you go to Holly Blue, it's a little bit of like LinkedIn meets Facebook meets Instagram meets Bumble <laughs> and maybe a little bit of meet, you know, meetup uh, mixed in there because we have the ability to create events and, and you can actually swipe through profiles of nurses that are nearby um, geographically close to you. Uh, so we tried to integrate quite a few features that we thought people really appreciate in social mm -hmm. media while also having it have a very professional feel. Like we don't have usernames. We just have names. It's like, like on LinkedIn. Like you just use your name. You know, it's a professional site. Um, there's, you know, there's no Bambi for you or, like, you know, anything. Right. No, yeah. I love it because you're right. It elevates the seriousness in which you take it when you're not hiding behind anonymity. Right. But instead you're out there as a professional. Right. And this is a very safe place. So we, you know, and, and we really police it in that we make sure that that anyone who looks like they don't belong, they just get kicked out. <laughs> so not, not because, you know, not if they're a nurse, but, you know, if they're a nurse or a nursing student or, you know, then obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're welcome. Um, but, but if, you know, if you're just prowling around to find your wife, because this site has 90% women, <laughs> that that's not appropriate. So, you know, we, we only very rarely have, have those people who sneak in, but, but we're pretty good at policing it. Well, that's incredible because giving nurses resources and also allowing them to build an ecosystem of support is, is profoundly valuable, especially when it doesn't seem as though they're getting it in their own organizations. Right. A absolutely. And, and I, I, I think that something that was very eye-opening to me is that when we were in the process of kind of, you know, figuring out how do you, you know, how do we monetize this while also really, um, protecting the community, right? Like we had certain rules. It was like, okay, I don't want it to be solicitous. I don't want just recruiters to, you know, be breaking in here and just hounding people, you know, like I, I was like, how do we, you know, monetize this space, but at the same time, maintain the integrity of it and the safety and, and all of that. And so we started thinking about, oh, well, maybe we can offer this same type of platform to hospitals. We can say, hey, would you like a private social network just for uh, your staff? 
you know, we had already created this, we could white label it, we could make it just for you, it would feel like, you know, your hospital, but instead of intranet, well, now you would have, you know, your own private social media network just for your hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, what was shocking is how many hospitals said, that sounds like an HR nightmare. And that just gives them a place to actually create a mutiny. Well, Yes, that's kind of how we as CNOs like to think. And then once we get out of our paranoid minds, that we can probably be convinced of the value and the good that that can do. Most of the CNOs we spoke to, yes, they would initially think that and then they would kind of go, but we actually think that this is a good idea and it's (laughs) what's happening and know what our staff is thinking and have a way to acknowledge them and reward them in real time um, on a site like this. So a lot of the CNOs, they would, they would turn the corner pretty quickly. They were like, yeah, you know what? We see the value of this. It was very hard to move the CEOs. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet it because there are. I, I I'm not thinking of the names, but there are a couple of different products that are Slack-like products. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in an organization several years ago, and we actually used one that allowed employees to communicate within other departments very easily. Not email, but something much more simple. And the the concern from some members in the C-suite was. What are they going to do with this information? Why aren't they working through the the channels that we have in place and through their leaders? And there's oftentimes a lot of fear and anxiety about what people might do together and instead of thinking about the good that they can do together. Yep. There, there was so much fear. And I think that, that, that going through that process for us was actually a really good process to go through because we realized, you know what, this is not how we're going to be able to create change. This isn't, this isn't the, this isn't the way we do it. We have to do it through this other channel. We have to do it through like a more positive educational reward award base. And sure enough, I think that that actually is going to be the ticket to you know, helping a lot of these organizations to not be so fearful, you know, to not be afraid that their, that their staff is so unhappy (laughs) that they would not want them to be all- (laughs) That they'll mutiny. Yeah, that they'll mutiny. That exactly. I was like, what? You should have seen the look on my face. I was like, what? can't believe this is happening. And they were not shy about it at all. They were like, our employees are not happy. If we put them all in one place, they're going to talk about how not happy they are. They're going to overthrow us. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Well, I'm really, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see as you guys announce this and as we learn more and more, it's going to be really exciting to see what this does and how this kind of, how this disrupts the status quo and changes the paradigm. This is a really cool thing for us. Thank you. Thanks, Bonnie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, kudos to you. Strong work, great vision. I love the fact that you are a nurse innovator and you're a nurse CEO. You created something, you felt it, you saw it, you built it. That's awesome. So I think that's also very inspirational for nurses that have ideas and can see the cool stuff that we're capable of. So good job. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, just for anyone out there who's listening, I I have like an open door policy. So please feel free to LinkedIn message me or, or message me on the app. Um, I'm always happy to help 
people, you know, when they're thinking that they have a great idea and they want to know about how they can move forward with their idea? Well, and I, I appreciate that that offer. So um, as we wind down our conversation today, I want to thank you for being with us because you've shared some incredible information. I feel like it's actually really positive and inspirational, and it gives me hope because I think these are the kind of things that are going to lead us through this. So thank you for all that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a such an honor. Well, absolutely. And it's my pleasure to have you with us today on Healthcare Soothsayers podcast. I do want to let listeners know that they can check out the show notes for this show and they can find your contact information to reach out to you to learn more about your work and to have a conversation. Maybe you can help them with their ideas, Kara. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you again. And everybody have a great day. Appreciate your time, Kara. I appreciate yours. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to Healthcare Soothsayers. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share it with your network. That is how we grow and learn. If you have ideas for show topics or guests, please reach out to me directly at ThoughtLeaderRN on Twitter. For information about this show or any of the others in the Touchpoint Media Network, please check them out at touchpoint.health.